Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Hey, you held 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? For Kirk, it's, it's all about getting to the next play and, you know, trying to figure out uh, you know what went wrong and then and then go on to the next play so um, but you know he's a good athlete he's he's tough-minded and I think those are the you know the keys to any any great player it is I, I feel like Mike Zimmer doesn't always talk about Kirk that way but the Vikings have won five out of six he's tough-minded I love him Kirk Cousins has uh, evolved himself over the last couple months into Mr. Game-Winning Drive the secondary slayer, the fourth Does quarter. Does know Farrow. about your transformation, what, Phil? I think we're up to ten nicknames for my guy, Kirky McClutcherton, Courtney. That's right. I've been telling you all along, never doubted his abilities once over the last three years. And you guys can apologize if you want. But now he gets to face Tom Brady in a showdown. Although I love all these people now, and Kirk did it too, where it's like, well, he's not facing Brady. It's facing the Buccaneers yeah. defense. Screw you. It's Brady versus Cousins. No, there's, on all, no, there's always something. There's always something. No. I feel like Vikings Twitter and the fans that at least like interact with me, like a lot of them jumped off like the bandwagon ahead of this game, like no confidence, no faith in anything that's going to happen. And I don't think I've seen it like that in quite some time. And I'm like, your team just won five and six. They you know are headed into Tampa Bay with a 500 record and a chance to stay in the playoff hunt and move up to the 60. Like, be happy. The Jack- I think there are a lot of people that do kind of have that that same sort of not willing to buy in fully to all of your Kirk Cousins fourth quarter narrative nicknames, whatever they are, Phil. Um, and I can't fault them for that because until you do it against a really good defense or a team that's not a one win team like Jacksonville, it's kind of hard to buy in. I, I think the first half of the Jacksonville game um, basically colored how a lot of fans feel now, Courtney, and it was so bad that I think that despite the, the fact that they came back and won, uh, that th- there was confidence lost that you're going to be able to beat a good team. I think if you go into the the uh, Jaguars game and just pummel them, then th- there's excitement about this game. But that mm-hmm. game that game was so difficult to watch and was such a slog that I think a lot of fans were like, okay, that could beat Jacksonville, probably not going to beat like a Tampa Bay or a uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, that's the caliber of play that, you know, I guess is kind of the deciding factor in game. Like, 
is it going to take you a game, quote unquote, game winning drive, even though it was Dalvin there at the end and Kirk handing the ball off eight times um, to beat a one win team? Like, how is that going to translate over to a team that has a good defense, defense that does not allow you to run on them, all these sort of things that you're expecting to face in Tampa? Um, I just, you know, I don't know what that's going to yield. Um, this would be like the most like story storyline wise, story arc wise. Like they get, you know, they have two games, they lose to Dallas. They have two games where they have to gut it out against not good offenses and not good defenses. And then they go down to Tampa and they just like light up the box. Like, wouldn't that be the most like Vikings thing ever? It's like the one thing you're not really expecting. And they go out and they leave no prisoners. I think that that could very easily happen. And like, here, here's the thing. And I get that there's like, defensively, especially there's so many built in reasons or excuses like Daniil Hunter and Michael Pierce aren't playing mm-hmm. and Eric Hendricks might not play and like but it's I don't think it should be out of bounds to hold this franchise and this team to an expectation like I get it you're you have to overcome injuries and stuff like every team has to overcome injuries mm-hmm. you've got a franchise quarterback you've got a coach in his seventh year in his prime you've grinded your way back to six and six and so you haven't given up you in fact you've done the opposite go win a game like it shouldn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't be an unexpected uh, bar to set that they go win three of their last four and go win a playoff game or something, even with some of the things that they uh, that go against them in the injury column, Courtney. Yeah, no, I think that you at this point you can't blame the injuries anymore. I mean, it is what it is, and you found a workaround for it at certain points this season. The defense has played considerably well in spite of the injuries and in spite of the youth. Um, maybe it's something you can build off of with Cam Dantzler's big week against Jacksonville and, you know, becoming the first cornerback to get an interception this year. Um, is there anything that you can take from there? Sure. I, I think there is, but you know, they have to three of their next four, three of their next four also come on the road in order to stay in this picture. Why not? Why not now? I mean, this is the prime situation where you can show that against good teams and when the pressure is there to win, to get yourself into the playoffs, same sort of thing that we saw in 2018. Go prove it. Go prove that when this stuff is on the line, that when like the stakes are at its absolute at their absolute highest, that you can rise to that level and play to that level. Um, until that team does that, I feel like they're always going to kind of get labeled as a group that needs everything perfect in order for them to be perfect or to be you know one of the best teams in the NFL so now it's like people talk about the underdog role and all of that I don't even think that they're that I think that because you fought back I mean like you said this team could have quit they could have traded everybody at the deadline they could have said we're building towards 2021 and who knows that they may end up being like yeah we probably should have done that if they end up missing the playoffs this year but credit where credit's due they didn't quit. And I think that it's like, you don't need to prove anything about being an underdog or anything like that. It's like, you're in this hunt, go win. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the NFC is giving you gifts left and right with how they're losing games and all of that. Go win, like take, seize this opportunity because it's right there for you because everybody else around you, that's like trying to fight for like the seventh seed is not playing great right now. And you actually are. So keep that going. And, and then we won't have this conversation of, well, they didn't beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay's a better team. They're on the road, all this. Like, well, can they come back and beat Chicago? Like, now they have to go beat the Saints. Like, take care of business ahead of time. Then you won't have to worry about potentially backing your way off in, backing your way into the playoffs later on. Yep. So let's dive into it. Every single week, our confidences, concerns, and curiosities 
on behalf of the Vikings going into their games uh, this weekend against Tampa Bay. We'll start with Courtney. Courtney Judd, Declan, Phil will go around the room for these. Uh, what's the thing, Courtney, you are the most confident in for the Vikings? I am the most confident in the fact that they are going to not give Dalvin Cook 38 touches. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> even, though, even though it happened last week. You can't do it against this defense. I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to crack 60. Uh, nobody has on this Tampa Bay run front. What you're going to have to do is a, a, a series of short passes, screens. Like You're really going to have to get him involved in the passing game um, in, in you know running a lot of jet sweeps, some motion, uh, to be able to force things outside, a lot of outside zone. They can do that. The, the run game is not going to be the bread and butter here that it typically is in other in other instances, but Dalvin Cook's been beaten down the last few weeks. You can tell there's it's taking a toll on this offense. Uh, it's certainly taking a toll on him. So I am confident that he will be involved in this game. He's not going to be a complete non-factor. When you think about like taking away the run, okay, well, that takes away Dalvin Cook. But he has shown you that he has that ability in the passing game, um, especially with how many times he was targeted last week. Like, Go ahead and use that. Um, and I honestly think you're going to come out with a better Dalvin Cook, a more energized-looking Dalvin Cook in this game when you're not wearing him down because he's running in an endomicon suit at, you know, at full speed. So I think it'll be actually like a pretty good game for Dalvin Cook, and maybe we see some stuff from him that we just haven't fully seen throughout a full four quarters yet. 14 rushing attempts for Cook, 24 catches. That's how we get him to 38. That's how we get that. Um, I am confident that Justin Jefferson is sitting on an enormous game. I, I am confident that he is good enough that Tampa Bay won't be able to stop him. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. that they're 22nd in the National Football League against the pass. And um, I think that this is going to be the game where he, again, Proves his worth, proves that he is a rookie in title only, that Cousins now I think has built up enough trust that he makes the difficult throws to uh, Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson has an enormous day and is going to need to if the Vikings are going to win this game. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Dex? Yeah, my confidence for the first time I think all season is in Kirk Cousins. Uh, wow. Tampa Bay Each is allowing... Fills. 23 touchdowns. That's the 23rd most, actually, uh, in the NFL this season. So their pass defense has been suspect. And the way Kirk's been playing in the red zone this year, actually, he's been the number one graded red zone quarterback, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Him and Adam Thielman hooking up a lot. Like Judd said, too, it's a good point. I think that Justin Jefferson's sitting on a big day. So I'm confident that Kirk Cousins uh, can continue this really hot stretch of play. Because this is the type of game that he gets criticized for throughout his career, rightfully so, where... Mm -hmm. Hey, okay, now, now the spotlight is on you. And it's and he's not over in those situations. A lot of people think that like when you criticize him in these situations, like well, what about that? Situation. Yeah, what about that one game? No, like he's not over. He yeah, he hit the pass to to, to Thielen in yeah, the come Saints, on, the game, Saints right? game. Let's talk about the Saints game. But like this is the type of game that he needs to deliver in more often. And Declan, because he is the Colossus of Clutch, I right. would expect the same thing. Um the thing that I am the most confident in is actually on the defensive side of the ball. And I get that they're missing him. They might be missing Eric Hendricks again, too, here. But Mike Zimmer has been able against really good to great non-mobile quarterbacks. Drew Brees is in this category. He's able to dial up pressure on these guys more often than not. And Tom Brady's passer rating under pressure this season, according to Pro Football Focus, is 49. So if I'm Zimmer, I'm looking at all my hodgepodge pieces and all these backups that might have to play. And I'm saying, listen... If we have to 
if we fail and he beats us over the top, I can sleep at night. But we are going to dial up the pressure because if we can get pressure on Tom Brady, he's liable to throw interceptions and the game changes that way. And so I think Zimmer is going to scheme up something that is entirely focused and probably up the middle pressure on a, on a 43-year-old that can't get out of the way. Like if you're playing Russell Wilson and you pressure up the middle, he scoots outside and now a busted play turns into 50 yards. Tom Brady can't do that. So I think that's the plan. And uh, and we'll see what happens. The thing that you were the most concerned about, Courtney Cronin? The obvious one. If Eric Kendricks can't play, how are they going to cover Rob Gronkowski? How are they going to handle the tight ends? I mean, you've happened against Jacksonville. They couldn't tackle anybody, um, especially early on. So that is probably, I think, the, the chief concern there. Uh, I'll throw in, too. I mean, they just signed some guy off the street to play tight end. Irv Smith coming back for the first time in a couple weeks. How's he going to look? Um, how the tight ends are involved in this game on both sides because of Kendricks being likely out and, um, you know, with the Vikings tight ends, how is that going to affect the offense? Cause they need them in this game. They need them to block because there's a lot of extra pressure sent the way of Kirk cousins. Um, and he's going to need all the help he can get. My concern dovetails off the last thing that Courtney broached and she's exactly right. And that is if cousins is going to have a big day and therefore, uh, Jefferson and Thielen also succeed, He's going to need to have some time to throw. The Buccaneers mm-hmm. are sixth in the league with uh, th- 34 sacks this season. And we go back to last Sunday's game when the offensive line allowed Cousins to be pressured a career-high 14 times, and he was sacked uh, four times on 50 uh, dropbacks against a team that entered the game 1-10 and and with 11 sacks in 11 games. Tampa Bay is a superior team uh, compared to Jacksonville, as most teams are, at getting pressure. And that would be the one thing. If Cousins has guys in his face all day, it becomes much more difficult to throw the ball. And then do you default to try to run more? And if you do, Tampa Bay can stop that. So my concern is is that, and we haven't talked about this a ton, but the offensive line probably took a step back against the Jaguars. They need to take like three steps forward against Tampa Bay, or else you are going to have problems with your quarterback being able to sit back in the pocket and make some passes downfield. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, my concern is just this game getting out of hand quickly, like early and quickly. Uh, with the defense uh, kind of a little bit up near with Eric Hendricks' status, with Brady and Arians not necessarily gelling right now and on, a, on like a little bit of a snide, is there a revenge mm-hmm. game involved there where they're going to come out with an excellent game plan and just attack Mike Zimmer's defense? I just have a little bit of a concern that, and it dovetails into my curiosity, too, which we'll get into, that I, I'm worried if this gets out of hand quickly in the first quarter, I think it's going to be really tough for the Vikings to come back. And so my, mine's a little bit along uh, those lines, too, in that you have the Bucks two weeks to prepare for this game, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, and there's a couple guys named Chris in that secondary that I would be picking on if I were Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. And the, the best quarterbacks in the world, like when you're facing Mike Lennon, he's not advanced enough. Like he's just back there trying to figure out what's happening. He's not advanced enough to have already dissected what's happening and then and then go to who he wants to pick on, and then he's not accurate enough. And he had a pretty you know decent game at some points. Tom Brady can sit back there, look for Chris Boyd, look for Chris Jones, and say, all right, uh, that guy's going to get eight passes hung on him today, and that guy's going to get seven. And so, how? I mean, at this point, there's really no hiding those guys. Like you only Cam Dantzler has been mostly really good since the bye week, and so I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. in him. But like. You can't hide all these corners against Tom Brady and these receivers, and that could be a major, major problem on Sunday. So pressure 
and hope that Brady throws up a couple ducks that you can pick off um, and change some possessions that way. Courtney, the thing you're most curious about. It really has to do more so with Tampa Bay, uh, kind of pigeon, pigeon uh, or dovetailing off of like what you were saying about the two weeks to fix offense. It looked like a mess last few weeks, and Brady hasn't won, hasn't had a three-game losing streak since 2002 in the regular season. So they're going to have some different looks. I mean, it's just like, how is this offense going to change? And one thing I thought was kind of interesting from what Byron Leftwich said this week, he was asked about, you know, Tom Brady's one of the best play-action quarterbacks. Why don't you draw up more play-action passes for him? Well, they don't run the ball very well. Um, the last few games, Ronald Jones had 66 yards against Kansas City, 24 against the the Rams, and we saw that on Monday Night Football. They didn't. They were they were one-dimensional from the start. They made themselves one-dimensional um, against good rushing defenses. They've been kept in check, but. The Vikings have struggled against the run. So do they finally figure that out this week and then throw in another element that the Vikings have to compensate for? Um, I'm curious because I feel like they're going to try to take things off of Brady's shoulders, sort of in a way that like, the Vikings do at moments with Kirk Cousins, but they know that they need more out of the run game. Like That's an obvious statement. So how different does that run game look against Minnesota, knowing that they might have the opportunity to actually put up some big yardage on that defense. Mm -hmm. Hey, back to Purple Daily in just a moment here. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you are a business owner out there, Federated is pleased to announce MyShield, which is your personalized online destination for risk management resources. If you want frontline protection and you want peace of mind as a business owner, Federated and MyShield are the resources uh, you should investigate. Federatedinsurance.com. Click on Meet My Shield. And remember, at Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. My curiosity is very simple. I am very curious to see who are the 2020 Vikings. Are, are you the team that struggled and scuffled and, and looked uh, dead in the water at the bye at 1-5? Uh, the team that's uh, rebounded quite nicely, although they did lose to Dallas since the bye. Um, you've certainly seen improvement, uh, but we go back to the fact that this team has only beaten one winning team in 2020, and that was the mm-hmm. Packers on a very windy uh, day that changed the dynamic of how Green Bay could play in Green Bay. And so I think that this and the Saints game are going to give us an idea of who the 2020 Vikings are exactly, and if this is truly a playoff team or it's a team that has shown gradual improvement, good for you in a really bad conference. This game and the Saints game, to me, are going to go a long way towards answering where this franchise is at when they play competitive teams. Also, a note on that, too. The Vikings, if you're listening, don't waste everybody's time finishing 7-9 and nine or 8-8. Eight and eight. And not making the playoffs. Like you were off to a one and five, a perfectly everyone, everybody at one and five had accepted the fate of like, all right, well, this is going to be a dumpster fire year, but the draft pick, right? Yep. And then they start to mm-hmm. win, and it's like once you start to win, don't waste our time. Win and some games in December. Don't make us come back and say after this year is done, you should have traded everybody at the deadline. Don't make us do that. That's a- because that's, that's what I'll say. It's going to be if it happens this way. If they go seven and nine and yes. they miss the playoff, that's the only logical option. But they're going to have the argument of, well, you can't have the foresight to know that that's going to happen. Well, you could also like probably project it out and see what's better for your lo- roster long term. 
a seventh um, a seventh seed game yes. where you're out in the first round or long term. But you know that's why this next four weeks should be like the most exciting four weeks that this franchise has had this year. Mm-hmm. Great, Dex. What are you most curious about? Yeah, I'm curious as how the Vikings win the game because. I, I don't see a situation where the Vikings just blow out Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay doesn't show up. They don't. They basically don't score any points. The Vikings win like 28-7. I think the way the Vikings win this game is going to be really close and or in a shootout. Um, I, I, I'm just curious how they're going to be able to win the game because I, I just don't see the Vikings just outplaying Tampa Bay with Tampa coming off a two-week bye and Tom Brady on a revenge tour. I'm just curious how they win. The, I think they can, but I, I'm curious how they win the game. Yeah, it's uh, Chris I mean, Boyd, overtime pick <laughs> yeah, for a touchdown. Wow. That's how the Vikings win exactly. this game. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. All you haters. <laughs> um, I Okay, I'm most curious about my guy, Kirk Cousins. He is right now six games into one of the three best stretches of his career as a starting quarterback, six seasons as a starting quarterback. You've had the... You've had the you like that stretch of like 10 games in 2015, which we went over the other day. You've got the make Stefan Diggs happy stretch starting in week five last year in which he carved it up. And now you've got the Mr. Game winning drive stretch of 2020. And the bad news is all of these stretches before, at least the two previous ones, he also had another five game stretch where he just like averaged 400 yards passing in 2016. All of those roller coasters come to a screeching halt at some point in Kirk Cousins fashion. So I'm curious, can he keep this going through December? Can he do what Eli Manning has done, what Joe Flacco has done, and stay hot when it matters in December and maybe even January and do something special starting this week against the Buccaneers? Um, And again, I don't think that it's unreasonable to put that expectation on Kirk Cousins. So we will see. It's your guy. He is my guy. I think I heard a cop car drive by uh, the yeah, studio you, there. Yeah, that was, was a hot take. Courtney called him. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't take I this can't cousin stuff. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Yeah. I'm Mac. Cor- Cor- Courtney's got Comcast and the hot take police knocking on the door. Um, so, all right. If you want to uh, read Courtney's wonderful work on the Vikings, it's at ESPN.com. Just go to the Vikings page. And remember, Sunday, Vikings Vent Line. Whatever happens, we will be your therapists, Vikings fans, and we'll take Vikings fans into the video with us. YouTube channel, youtube.com slash purple daily podcast, and we will see you guys tomorrow. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan Leaf. It can move racing forward. And take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.